we're always stuck behind this of our own perspective of what right. we believe. And if we've never actually questioned those beliefs that have literally been stuck throughout mm-hmm. with manifestation and energies, you were affected by the thoughts and the mind frame that your grandmother had. You had no control over right. where that was and how that was going to affect you. So it's like, of course, we, we, we have control of certain approaches within the manifestation and our energies and our shifting and what we think of. But there's a lot you don't. And someone, a previous student had wrote me the other day and was like, yeah, I'm not really into the law of attraction as much as I used to. Now I'm just really into surrendering and praying. And I'm like, why does that, how did why you separate? They, why are they different? <laughs> how did you pull that apart? Like what right. kind of needle, needle pliers were you? I am joined today by one of my beautiful friends who shares in the love for spirituality, and she's also an actress, vocalist, and spiritual mentor. I will include her social media handles down in the show description, but I would like to take the opportunity right now to say thank you for joining me. Um, and the links down below that will lead you to her social, you guys can also take the opportunity to uh, work with her, and she will kind of help you along your spiritual journey as well. Um, her social media has plenty of information as you guys will get to know her throughout this and then uh, tuning into her daily if you'd like. Welcome <laughs> to the show, my love. Padmaridi, Thank you. Everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is such a pleasure to be in this space with you and someone that I have learned from and just been so inspired by for a few years now, I would say, oh, and just we've been in the journey together. So it's yeah. really beautiful to be in your space yeah i um uh we, we always you know um i was gonna say butt heads but that sounds backwards we always connect heads uh <laughs> when it when it comes to a lot of this kind of spiritual realm and and especially when it comes to the acting in combination with it um mm-hmm. and and like you said you've been you've been around me for the past few years and you know i've i found myself in this mixture for probably the last nine or 10 years, maybe longer, because mm-hmm. after pandemic, my brain doesn't have computation of time, which is, you know, kind of helpful at the same. Um, <laughs> and, and over the last, I would say, actually, no, that's completely off. This is, this is where Michelle will be behind me going, uh, babe, you're like eight <laughs> years off. So maybe, maybe closer to the last 15 to 20 and then the last nine is when I've actually been kind of implementing it into the work with the actors and and mm. using that within courses and classes and things like that. Because before, you know, um, spirituality was, especially in the acting world that was structured around that, it was, it was kind of known, people are aware of it, but I, I think it was right. more woo-woo, did you say? <laughs> you know? <laughs> It is absolutely woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, 
I'm, I'll be the woo-woo guy. That, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because reality is such a shit show already. That <laughs> it was funny. Like during the time where um, obviously everyone became political when Trump was in office. And, and I, I, what I thought was really funny with it was like, you know, he was in there literally just – for lack of better words, blowing some stuff up, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, where Great at the analogy. same time, at the same time, I was like, some of this stuff kind of needs to be ripped down anyway. So a new beginning, I'm not necessarily mad at. Mm-hmm. The route he took is its own situation. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um, but when all that kind of happened, I think is when everyone kind of started going towards uh, paying attention to politics because I, it became its own show. And I think most people in the industry, especially like some of my writer friends and stuff, they're like, I don't know what to write about. Like reality is, is making better scripts than I could ever do. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I don't know what exactly to jump onto. Uh, So I, I was already known as kind of like the weird acting coach. I was like, all the cards, all let's go in, let's get in there. (laughs) No, I wish that acting coaches like you had been more known when I was getting into acting, I would have really, really gravitated towards someone that teaches and works the way that you do as the hippy dippy instructor. <laughs> I would have loved it. Um, but you know, all in, all in due perfect timing. And I'm glad that you have aligned those, those things together. I think that there's a lot of people that would really resonate with, with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, when I was working towards getting all this stuff put together, I kept going back and forth of like, I don't want to I don't want to put stuff together that is just for actors, because the way I look at this, it it includes so many people. It involves literally everyone that has a life. All of us. Um, (laughs) But I also didn't want to just say, you know, this is an approach to to manifestation of spirituality, because then it leaves out the actors that may not get it, may not look at this in the same way. So I was like, all right, so I'm not really sure how to combine this, but we're just going to keep rolling and, and see what happens. That's why kind of the first book was like the actor's gift to manifestation. So some people mm-hmm. get an idea of obviously there's manifestation mixed in there, which has its own kind of connotations. It's like the word right. God. Everyone just, wait a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and the same with acting is people have their own idea of what we do, um, how we do it, where, you know, most people's initial thought is just, eh, I don't want to memorize lines, which, True. you know, sure. There's some Isn't memorization. Isn't it funny that lines are, are like the last of the, the last, at least for me in my method, lines become lines are the last thing that I even Mm -hmm. take a, you know, maybe not look at, but worry about, I would say. Worry about everything else. Everything else comes first. And then I'm like, all right, now what are we saying here now that we're in the, in the energy of this character? Yeah. And I think that's, that's where we really combine because, you know, when we take the ideas of what we're, what we're truthfully doing, we're not, we're not worried about, Hey, let me go in and memorize all these lines. It's, let me find the path that this human has been on. Let me put myself within mm. the path. Now let me see how that resonates upon me, right? I'm I'm, I'm kind of manifesting how I how I am if I had been through. And and when you look at it that way, that's when I really like to hone in on like, okay, so if manifestation is me trying to create this life I desire mm-hmm. versus waking up every day and saying mantras, which, you know, has its place in all of these things. 
But in reality, when you look at people like someone like an Abraham Hicks or someone in that nature, they want you to try to get into the space of allowing and feeling. Let yourself Mm -hmm. be within the world as if you already have those things, which is literally how we were, what we do. (laughs) Yes. And, and, you know, it's funny when you bring it up to other actors and they're like, how are you you mixing those things together? I'm like, how do you not mix these things together? Absolutely. Absolutely. You get to live in a space, explore that space as this new human or whatever your resonating, resonating version of that human is. And mm-hmm. then you let that flow through to become. Yes. One of my dear acting mentors, uh, Glenn Morshauer, he trained me in the idea that acting is showcasing reality. And it is mm-hmm. that it is nothing more than showing reality and and humans being right just humans being humans is what acting is and vice versa humans being humans is often acting i actually think anyone can be an actor because it's just it's just being a human and so it's interesting that we talk about things like you know when when we're acting and we want to be portraying this type of energy this type of reality this type of world this this is my current reality when we're speaking in terms of manifestation right Mm -hmm. it's like that's also how we can exist in our in our human world too like if i'm putting myself in this vibration in this frequency i can also experience this reality in my human existence as well and that is the exact same concept and once i understood that that is when everything in both my life and my career shifted I was about to ask one. Uh, first, I'll take a quick shout out to Mr. Glenn Morshower. Um, I, I was messaging him yesterday because randomly jumped on Clubhouse, haven't been on there forever. <laughs> and of course, I hear this resonating voice. Right. And I'm like, I miss you, Glenn. So uh, I'll be having him on soon. Um, but yeah, what I was going to ask you, at what point did did either acting introduce more spirituality or did your spirituality just kind of smash into acting Mm. or were they both kind of teetering along in different areas altogether and, you know, the atmosphere just brought them together? That's such a good question. And what comes to my mind immediately is I, I would actually say that in my conscious mind, acting came first because I've been an actor since I could speak. So I started doing theater when I was three years old or maybe four, and I never wanted to leave the stage. And it felt like home. It felt like all I knew and being expressive and performing and, and, you know, just that feeling that you get internally. I loved it. And so my, my acting really did start before I even quote unquote understood, you know, maybe mentally right. <laughs> uh, spirituality. Cause I do believe that children are the most tapped in, but that's another conversation. We'll and jump so, into it though. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I do believe that growing up as an actor, growing up, listening to my intuition, growing up, opening up my mind and playing in different spaces and, you know, becoming placed in different realities. I do believe that that opened the door to my spiritual journey. And at the same time, I would like to say that the opposite exists too. I'd also like to say that I entered this existence knowing I would be in a spiritual journey and like acting fell into my lap because of that, you know, like they, they really do go so hand in hand, but I will say it was the pandemic that where this peaked. So I actually was 
signed with a with a top Hollywood manager, right? And I was like, this is it. This is where my whole life is gonna make a turn in acting. And there were some things that were being asked of me that did not sit well with my soul whatsoever. And I had to make a choice. And it was, you either do this and you sign this contract, right? And you do this acting thing and this is your life where you honor your, your soul's authenticity. And I knew that that was what I had to do. So. I actually paused from acting. I moved to Mexico. I deepened my spiritual, <laughs> you know, awareness and mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with myself in the jungle and the just Caribbean ocean. And I really had a lot of different uh, awakenings that really taught me and showed me and, you know, asked for my surrender. And so it's so interesting because after that happened, I was like, oh, I miss acting. I should get back into acting, right? And then I moved back to LA for not acting. And then now here I am in Utah, which is just so funny that it's like, now I'm in Utah working as an actor full time. But I think it's because in Utah, the pressure is different where it's not like a, it's not in a box and it doesn't limit my creative um, ability. It doesn't limit my soul. And I get to have both here. I get to yeah. be an actor and I also get to honor my soul's path and my soul's journey. And that is where we are at. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's uh, to me, again, with this whole pandemic thing, I, I jumped on the train of understanding self-tape and all that stuff, you know, years before it was like, oh, this is what's going to be the norm. Right. Because actors, you know, there's, there's constantly shifts. Everything's evolving, obviously. And, and like the early on days, it could be kind of looked at as like when we went from black and white headshots to colored headshots. <laughs> There were right. all like this. There were all these old actors in my class who just like I'm not doing it. Uh, that's I got hilarious. A black and white headshot, and I'm sticking with it. They can just they can do whatever they want, but I ain't giving up my black and white headshot. No, it's just man. a it's just a headshot. Like you see the color of your eyes, which I don't understand why we're what the what the thing is. And then it became the same when like you could tape anywhere. You could, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not an I'm not a DP. I don't need to be. I don't need to learn camera. I'm like, if you want to work, you do. You don't right. have to. <laughs> like, <Actually>. why not? <laughs> I looked at it, you know, probably the same as you do. Anything that opens a new door, either yes. you're going to just close the door and the, you don't continue your journey or you open the door and see what's on the other side. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. I get to I get to frame my auditions. I get to put the lights how I want my auditions. I get to bring whatever stupid gun or whatever I want into my auditions without scaring the crud out of anybody. Again, actors don't don't. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't follow that exact specific. There's some there's some very key details you have to be aware of first uh, before you start bringing your guns to or even in your own video auditions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I love that all that kind of opens it up. And it reminded me of like when people go on vacation, it's that's usually the time they have these big shifts in their life or yes. they they meet someone that they fall in love with. Not necessarily sure. because it's love, but. <laughs> you just literally took all of the poundage off of your back and left it somewhere. Yeah. You opened up to most likely somewhere in nature near the beach. You you put yourself back into the space where your body actually resonates with power mm. versus our, you know, our holes. I love my house. I'm just saying not a hole, but <laughs> you, get the, you get the analogy, right? And I love that that was for you, the kind of the, the thing that happened, you got back into a space where you were yeah. in, in resonance with the earth and that mm -hmm. just lit up everything yes. because you open them all back up, right? What was, yeah. what was the, 
what was it? I mean, literally like probably stepping off the plane, you started feeling shifts, but you, <laughs> that first day sitting there. Absolutely. I did. The first day doing sitting there. What do you mean? The first day, just getting off the plane and sitting in that space of, you know, of Mexico, of, mm. the, uh, of being away from not the, you know, apartments stacked on apartments. And, you know, luckily Utah is very similar to where there's a lot of space and kind of some open areas, but we're also right. surrounded by Wi-Fi and everything else in these areas. Hmm. That's such a good question. And it's a question that I also haven't particularly really thought about in a while. The first, the first day, I think I was actually in shock because <laughs> I also just moved to Mexico and did not speak Spanish. I decided, yeah, do it. <laughs> I decided that I was just in full trust. I was in full surrender. My heart had led me here and so there was a lot of overwhelm. I will say the biggest part of the overwhelm was the airport. Like I got out and I go, <laughs> what did I do? Like I was like, oh no, it's so much. I don't know if you've ever been to the Cancun airport, but it's uh, like the doors open maybe. to the outside and you just basically get like blasted with like, hey, do you need a taxi? Hey, taxi lady, 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 <laughs> like this, this, right? And I was like, Oh no, like I don't know what to do. I don't know where I am. I don't know how to communicate. I don't know how I'm getting to like from point A to point B. Um so yeah, it was it was just a lot it was a big moment of learning to trust myself. Um yeah. you know, and and let my inner being truly guide me through. And it ended up being the most ex just extremely beautiful and transformative time uh in my whole life. You know, and I, I want to basically just speak to sometimes you have to feel that feeling. Sometimes mm -hmm. taking that crazy risk or doing something so outside of your comfort zone or doing something that makes actually no logical sense will be the space and the the opening for the opportunity that, you know, wants to bless you and, and wants to be just something new that you've never experienced before. And I, I do believe they go hand in hand. Um, yeah. So it was it was real uncomfortable, but it was so, <laughs> so, so, so worth it. And I would do it 100 times again. So it's great. Two things. Uh, one, logic and intuition are on the mm -hmm. opposite sides of the coins. So, of course, <laughs> that happened. That's, that's and, fact. <laughs> and then secondly, you just explained everyone's spiritual journey ever. It doesn't matter if you went to an ayahuasca trip or you just, you know, found God sitting in a church. It mm -hmm. usually goes to this is so uncomfortable and I don't, I feel everything all at one time. Yes. And then when you surrender into it, the change happens. So you literally yes. just explained every spiritual journey ever. Yours you just know, happened to be an No, it's like I'm a spiritual mentor or something. That's hilarious. <laughs> When you, uh, uh, yeah. and when you were saying about the, you know, uh, I was going to come back to this, but the, uh, you were saying being on, being on stage is where you just felt it and you just didn't want to get off. Mm -hmm. You became, and this is what I think happens to most people when they find themselves on stage first is you get the focus of so much energy that you've never had before mm. that you don't have a choice, but to be, or yes, <laughs> totally one or the other. Great point. 
Yes, that that is such a good way to explain stage. And it, you know what? It's interesting because that is almost for me a it's amplified in stage, right? Because mm-hmm. you only get one shot. Film, the only difference, of course, you still feel nerves and you still feel that similar, ah, we're, you know, we're stepping into a character, but there's a little bit of a of a shift when it comes to theater because you get one shot and it's live. And that's that's also yeah. very often, you know, within life. Not that we get one shot, but it but the concept here of like you're doing this live. There's not a, oh, can I redo that? Or, oh, let me, let me see which take I like better, right? Like, like we're, we're doing it in real live time. And so it is such a synchronicity as far as that exact feeling of I'm going to step onto the stage. I'm going to have this focus of energy. And from there, it's either going to up or down or left or right. And, and who knows, but it always it always seems to work out as it's meant to every time. Oh, yeah. Even if someone flops, I, I do believe that to be on purpose. I really, I really think there's beauty in the fails of life or yeah. in our experiences too. You know, I've definitely had a few of those as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think that's part of the the growth of the journey because if you don't hit that a few times, you don't learn to let it go. Right. right? And I think that's, right. That again goes back to kind of this this logical approach to acting ver- to acting versus uh, allowing the logical to come in. See, I think I think a logical and intuition have two places in acting. Yes. Logical is my breakdown of my script. Logical is me finding all of the cool things about this story, understanding where it's going, getting the arcs, right. knowing where you know one, two, and three begin, <laughs> and then once you've kind of gone through that, the intuition side and the allowing part of it is where you now have to let all these things sink in, become personal, mm-hmm. let yourself be okay with wherever the flow of this scene or stage goes. And you always, you can you can immediately tell when something happens not right, if people want to call it that, <laughs> right, in right, a right. scene or on stage, <laughs> of whether this person is still in their logical actor mind or if they are in their intuition allowing mind. Because the allower drops the pin, picks it up, and just made this really cool scene out of it. The logical was like, (laughs) how do I pick this pin up without anyone seeing me? Pick up the pin. Pick it up. (laughs) Throw it. I don't care if you are in it. It doesn't matter how it happens. Mm, I, I actually really love the way that you worded that last phrase. If you are in it, it doesn't matter how it happens. Mm -mm. Because I think that is the most guiding lesson ever to be learned. It doesn't matter. Like if, as long as you're in it. <laughs> yeah. And she so means life and acting that, that is literally what we're, we're uh, you know, I think for you and I, there, there's not much of a gap there, you know, no, uh, yeah. life and acting. I mean, literally to me, <laughs> acting is this, this self-exploration of oneself and then kind of a, an understanding of human behavior and life. So when you then turn to do life, why not take all of these understandings and techniques and go, well, if I could retroactively set myself up for the human I desire to become, Mm -hmm. why not put these things in place? Why not get the idea of who that future me is? Why not have that conversation? (laughs) There was, bless it. Thank you. (laughs) There was one I, uh, I have a a version of that Glenn does, uh, that is his, I think he calls it his death day self, where he kind of goes to his self on his deathbed and has this conversation Mm -hmm. and, and one, it elevates your appreciation 
But two, you get to have a conversation of who you became in the future. And you can also take from that, hey, I'm here with me deep, deep in the future. Can can you help me understand what paths I might want to take in a different route this round? Can you give me an enlightened experience of how I got to become this thing? Or, you know, I do a version of kind of like the what if five years in your future, everything you wanted, everything you became was exactly to a T what you prefer it to be. If that is who you can see in your future. And then, you know, we kind of go in and do some of the acting detail work to allow yourself to own that story. Go into the meditation, meet your future five-year self, have that five-year self give you the exact different little points of life that you get to make these paths yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you can you can take all of that understanding of how to live in the moment as and start. You start now, right? Because if we know within that seven minutes of resonance, we're already creating that future me already, why not? If, if manifest- <laughs> manifestation tells you, Literally that seven that seven minutes can can help you create that future. Yes. Why not make it so truthful that, that you could allow yourself to be there as often? And obviously depending on how how big of a change you in the future is, is how often you get to live it throughout your day or just in your private moments until you grasp a little further and a little further. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the glories of what we get to do as actors and humans. We can combine yeah. these things so quick and so easy. Oh, it's so it's so great. <laughs> like I just <laughs> That was all I have to say about that. <laughs> just a big sigh of relief, you know? <laughs> what did you think found your obviously the like you said, the shift happened for you in this combination with the two of acting and, and, and your spiritual your spiritual guidance there. What was what was there a spark that was like, holy shit, I, I felt that differently. Or, or as they say, that hits different, which I can't really mm. say in that phrase anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Okay, so d- to reiterate, just as far as an acting moment, um, or life, life moment? moment, yeah, it was because obviously, like you said, the at some point your 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 spiritual life and your acting life smash together, and you're like, holy shit, this is the same thing, and right. I can use these things together. Was there something that kind of sparked that made you realize or was it just kind of a a realization in the middle of Mm. something? That's a great, that's a great question. I would say what kind of comes up for me is that it was gradual. Um, just, you know, like a, a tiny, a tiny additive layer every single day over some years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's, that's what more so resonates, but there is a memory that's coming to mind. And so maybe there is power in sharing that. And I actually was in New York for, I was assisting at a retreat and it was a retreat that was actually connecting very, very similar to what we're talking about. It was connecting our creativity to our expression of love which expression of love is my idea of human existence. So it was really exciting because it was my first time in New York, which is obviously surrounded by actors and entertainers and the energy, the frequency of New York is just so creative. We'll put it at that. 
and very, very even different than LA. Even though I was living in LA, I was experiencing a whole different energy where I was maybe just more, you know, a little bit, there was like a deeper pep in my step kind of. And I was, my eyes were really open to a lot of different things. And so to keep the story short, we had finished the retreat. We went through a lot of embodiment exercises and kind of had come to a close. And I was just sitting there realizing it's all one. It's all the same. And I, I think that I was maybe just peaking at that point, sitting in New York City and this retreat center, just like there's no difference between these two things. Like if I... I think what had come up is I, I realized that tomorrow, if I wanted to act like a different person, I could, and there's nothing stopping me, right? And then I started realizing the different beliefs we have around manifestation and things like that. And I was like, if I wanted to tomorrow act like a wealthy, powerful, abundant, like prosperous woman, I could act like it. I could. And like, <laughs> there's nothing that, that prevents me from dumping into a character if that's what I'm doing for my career I'm actually quite good at doing that right and so then I was like why is that different than life like if I want to start acting this way in life I can and therefore that is what creates and it like to to realize that it is one and the same I do think that moment just within myself really something something turned I think a, a new neural pathway maybe opened up <laughs> yeah. and then I was like oh okay here's the, what we're doing from here on out and you know I, I actually believe there's even more for me to learn and to experience oh, yeah. I think it's an infinite um, journey of, of learning and letting go and unlearning and I think that that's that's the beauty of both life and acting yeah the, uh, the third book that I'm working on is, is literally that it's breaking beliefs and, mm. um, breaking beliefs. Obviously I'm, I haven't worried about the, the title too much, breaking <laughs> beliefs and empowering perspectives. So literally Love. understanding all of that stuff that you have beliefs on that were probably not yours to begin with yeah, and figuring out which ones are elevating you. Mm. or holding onto your feet, right? So that we're not able to get to that, that high flying disc, as we say. So yes. we, we approach a, a, a little bit of like, let's poke some holes in all of this, for lack of a better word, shit that we all believe <laughs> is true. Um, this idea that, you know, we're all, we're all have to deal with our governments and all the, you know, the negative and positive going along in the world, which there's a lot of energy going on right now in the world. Yeah, yeah. And if we can, take the the realization of that okay yes these things are happening but i don't i don't have to go into them and feel them constantly i don't mm -hmm. have to support this old belief of blah 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 that my grandmother always said that always makes me stop here instead of letting myself rise i can i can shift those things and not in a negative way that obviously there's beautiful things i got from my grandmother cooking is one of them um <laughs> But if we can, you know, shift those thoughts and then re-resonate the story, re retell the story in our own brains, well, then every time we get to hear, we have this new story that supports the growth versus that old story that always goes, hold on, mm -hmm. <laughs> don't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's kind of the, and then the, obviously the, um, 
empowering perspectives is shifting into something that empowers you and lifts you off. Uh, there was something you said a second ago. Uh, oh, you were saying that you you felt like you had such a behavioral shift in like moments. And I was reading, I don't remember what it was, but I was reading something the other day, probably some random uh, internet web that I followed the, followed the, the trail down. And um, it was talking about, you know, normally there's that 30 day to 90 days or X amount of thousands of hours for you to be able to shift a behavior unless you were doing it in fun. Wow. Because it's, it's an immediate feeling of, of joy that mm. connects with that new thing versus, you know, okay, I'm going to stop eating cookies every night and start having a salad. But you in your brain decide before you even started, this is going to suck. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take you a while to do something that you think sucks. Mm. But if you, you know, somehow aligned that with the fun or the enjoyment, then all of a sudden that thing shifts so much faster. Yes. You, you know, most people, Let's, 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 let's combine it with where we're at. Let's say food, you know, you have that, those cookies you have at night and for the next five to 10 minutes, you're like, Hmm, feeling good. That was tasty. <laughs> and then either guilt sets in, mm -hmm. which makes you not feel so great. Or the cookie letdown of sugar drops, what also makes you not feel so great. Right. Or all the ingredients that most likely, depending on where you got those cookies are already <laughs> shitty. If you can look at that in the way of, wow, this salad helped me stay like this until I went to sleep. I didn't have that memory of crash yesterday. I didn't have the, right. the letting go of energy. I didn't, I didn't give up me feeling good for that couple seconds of this was tasty. Finding that, that fun or flipping that joy to where you're, oh my God, this feels great. I, I didn't realize how much this is doing because, you know. Yeah. We're not going to tune into that later if we started off with this is going to suck. Right. <laughs> that's so that's so profound. That unlocked a lot of different things in my in my mind. Um, Let it flow. I <laughs> well, I you know a lot of teachings from I I do I, or I have studied a lot of Abraham Hicks and I do think a lot of a lot of their just if you want to say methods kind of came mm -hmm. to the surface of what they do teach is it's your number one priority to feel good because mm -hmm. therefore everything else will follow. And I was like, yeah, that actually, if you're doing something that's not in joy, it, it's a, the biggest hindrance. And then I realized I have a friend who, one of my, my most sacred friends, they just decided to move to somewhere that called them, um, somewhere over in Hawaii. And they were like, I have no way to explain it, but my soul just called me to move here. I'm going to do it, right? Very similar to me doing the, the Mexico journey. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> By following that intuition, leading to something that was in joy, the amount of things that happened in the time that I was there was triple, you know, times 10, uh, just if you want to talk in times of, or in terms of time, yeah. Um, how much happened in that time because we entered that frequency of joy. So, you know, he was telling me that he got three months of work done in two days. He's like, the amount of things that just happened is what would have taken me three months last week before I was here. Because why? Because now he's living in Hawaii, working on the beach, and he's in joy, and he's so happy that he's like everything else in my life is happen, happening at rapid pace. 
beyond our wildest comprehension. And I just think that that, I think it's all the thread, right? I think that what you're talking about is that same thing of like following your intuition so unapologetically because at the end of the day, that is what our intuition is for. I do believe it's to lead us to that state of joy. And I, yeah, I just think that that's the, that's the circle there. And so when you were talking about what you were reading, I, so many different things were just going <laughs> off in my mind. I'm like, whoa, you know, so thank you for sharing that, um, you know, with me and everyone who gets to hear that wisdom as well. But that was very, very insightful. I want to I want to come back to um, you filling me in a little more and, and helping us maybe find some ways to strengthen and increase that that intuition. Mm. Um, but one of the things you said that that I think we most of us end up doing is we don't do the leap of faith. We don't move. We don't ask her out. We don't you know any of the things most of the time because the joy gets shifted to fear, and fear does not support growth it, it will yeah. never support growth versus trust allowance mm -hmm. you know it's um i think it kind of to me brings up the thought of where in the bible the uh, jesus mentions you know if them slaps you on the cheek give them the other cheek because i'm i'm not retaliating and and of course i'm not meaning don't punch somebody that punches you whack them <laughs> that's another story um <laughs> but but allowing Allowing if if this is where we're going, okay, let me keep going with it because there might be something on the other side of this. Mm. That comes to mind. And again, I'm going to repeat myself. That does not mean let someone treat you in a disrespectful <laughs> way. Um, you know, we we all have, again, connotations that go around biblical things or whatever, and everyone has their own mm. version of it. But And I think that's such a strength when it comes to to all of these ancient books and texts is like there's something about the way they were written that will resonate for you in a way that will not resonate for others. Yes. That's why I always say to me, religion is someone explaining how it works for them and telling you to follow it versus spirituality is here's some things that work for me. See how it works for you. We all mm -hmm. have a different, again, intuition or guidance system that will bring you to that elevation that you're looking for. Back to, unless <laughs> you want to run on that for a second, um, I'd love to get some ideas of what helped you kind of continue to increase that intuition, which, which mm. like you said, I think, choosing acting as a path already that's the work that you don't realize you're doing true oh okay so yes let's let's say for now acting aside because yes that's you know what you're really taught <laughs> is uh -huh. if you have a good if you have a good coach anyway right uh, <laughs> which as, after you kind of run through we'll come back and tie those notes back to to the training of what you're of the things you've probably done in acting class, you did not realize was yes. literally to do that, to increase yeah. the intuition, the connection. Actually, I'm very excited to talk about that. Um, but to answer your question about deepening intuition, because I use, I use deepening for a very specific reason, and that is because everyone has intuition. It is our birthright to have intuition. I, I don't think there's a single person on this planet or thing that does not have intuition. Now intuition, of course, there's different ways that we can, you know, say intuition. Sometimes there's resonance around intuition being that voice of spirit or God or our own internal higher self, right? There's a lot of different things, but 
that's another episode too, to deepen <laughs> this, uh, this knowing, I like to remind people, especially the ones that I work with, that this is a practice and it is an ability that we all have, but we will not be good or attuned really to anything unless we practice, right? It's like, even if you're a prodigy, if let's take a piano player, for example, there are some people that come out of the womb knowing how to play the piano. And that is incredible. However, if they never, ever, ever sat down and intentionally played the piano, they will not be good at it. And they will lose that ability and that gift because you have to practice anything that is a gift in my own opinion. You know, anything, like even physically, even if we're talking about um, playing a sport, like you've got to practice the best sports players. They do what every single day they practice. And so for intuition, it's just the same thing. It's taking a moment, carving out time, be it five minutes. I like to just start off with stillness. If people can sit for five minutes in stillness, I actually find that there's a lot that can come up, right? Like our own mind that comes up and will speak to us. And that's intuition. And then our fears come up. And then our, oh, I'm kind of getting tired. That's intuition, right? Like anything that comes up in our mind that we are aware of and that we hear, that is our own intuition. Anytime that that moment of our own internal dialogue is present, that is intuition. And so that's why I'm saying everybody has it. There's no one that doesn't, in my, again, own perception, doesn't really think or have thoughts, <laughs> you know? And, and so it's like, if you can think, you can use your intuition. And actually, I actually would like to pause for a moment there because intuition is the opposite of thinking often as well. <laughs> and it's deep, tapping into the heart space. So sometimes it's rather the absence of thinking. And, you know, that is maybe a little more of a complex topic. But what I meant by that is if you can hear your own internal dialogue, you can hear your intuition because they come and present themselves in the same type of way. Um, so I, I would say taking moments to be still, connecting with nature, um, different practices, of course, will open and deepen that. You know, I got really into breath work and breath work completely changed my entire awareness of, of a lot of things, of my body, of my intuition, of my journey. Um, and, and so there's different things that will start coming up, but at the end of the day, it's rooted in intention. It always comes back to the intention of, this is something I want to deepen. This is something I want to practice. And when we give ourselves that acknowledgement and that intention, it's one of the most natural occurrences that can actually physically happen as we are spiritual beings. I would assume, um, you know, again, where the acting combines there is, is with if I am, if I'm trying really hard and chasing myself to be in the moment, I'm never going to get in the moment. Yeah. If I'm searching and trying to get in touch with my intuition, I'll never find my intuition. Whereas the allowance, the surrendering into mm -hmm. the moment of this is where I'm at and this is who I'm with and this is what is happening. The emotionality, the, the body, everything continues to work. Now you're not on that logic side of the brain. You're, you're, you're locked yes. into the intuition of feeling, yes. which is the moment, which obviously now I'm getting to be more aware of the feelings that are happening, where the feelings are happening, how they're happening. 
My overall goal is to help people find tools and processes that can increase your health and wellness all while building the life you desire. You all know how important ingredients are to me, and that's why I want to share Organifi with you. I use a lot of their tools, and here's why. All of their products are USDA organic, certified gluten-free, glyphosate residue-free, non-GMO verified, and supported by Vitamin Angels. Everything is sourced from ethical farms and delivered in sustainable packaging. You can go to OrganifiShop.com and use code WEST20 for a whopping 20% off. Feeling is, thank you for using that word. That's a word that I don't even know if I used and that's everything feeling feeling (laughs) it's like you know maybe that's i'd like to i'd like to edit that statement if you can (laughs) feel you can use your intuition not if you can think if you can feel and you know you'll notice that people who experience blockages in their intuition are often people unwilling to surrender to feeling or emotion or just the resistance that comes up as far as processing feelings, right? Um, Because in this society, that is not always something that everybody has comfort Mm -hmm. around. Um, You know, especially, I I actually do want to just take a moment to commend even the masculine beings or people that identify as masculine, right? Like that is not particularly always been a space where feeling is accepted or allowed Mm -hmm. quote unquote in society. And so, you know, also shout out to you for being someone that has opened up that door and has done that work because that is not a very easy thing to kind of fight the current and still honor your, your truth, your feeling, your heart. And I, yeah, I I do commend you for that um, as well. I appreciate that. Uh, I've I've always because to me I never necessarily was trying to one I, 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 maybe maybe it's just me but I never try to fight the current. <laughs> try. Yeah. Good, yeah. good for you. I can, I can try, <laughs> but that sounds tiring. Even the word like you know you hear people back in the day was it was a much bigger thing, but I was like because I'm grinding. I'm like God, that sounds painful. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> Versus uh, maybe, I guess maybe, I, cause I, don't, I don't know that I've ever really kind of looked into why or how, but to me, it was maybe finding balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a wonderful mother that was that was very in her feminine nature and super strong in that and trusts, I say, well, has, I have. Um, she's here with me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she was the one that always... Um, always opened me up to, to, to lack of judgment and, and losing any, any, any pre thoughts about people, whether that was what they looked like or how they talked or any of those things. And then I have a very masculine father that was, that Mm. is, oh, I keep saying was, is, (laughs) um, is, you know, a hunter and a fisherman, a, a martial artist. Like this guy used to literally was doing walking up on handstands upstairs, uh, where my martial arts love, love martial arts came from. And, I, one, I'll give most props to them. I think I had a, a wonderful balance between the two. And I also look at, you know, some of the things in, in and I'm not going to refer to male, female, like you were saying, I'm going to go with masculine and feminine. Cause again, that mixture, there is, we all have yeah. them. We just, exactly. some of us elevate each other and some balance each other. I think people that are strongly in their feminine have a wonderful place in this world. And I think some that are very strongly in their masculine have a mm-hmm. wonderful place in this world absolutely with without that masculine or logical think to push out kind of the the emotional feels it's hard to take a look at some things 
and not be swayed by the emotional effect that may make you go, yeah, but you're going to hurt when mm -hmm. the decision may literally just be how much is going to be less hurt, which right. becomes kind of a logical thing versus, you know, yes. only the feeling of it. And then on the same side, we, we need someone that's predominantly feminine that says, let me, let me, let me help you understand mm -hmm. the, the, the gravity of the circumstances first, then we can take a logical look. And I think that's really what kind of has pushed us into a place um, that, that we're, we're, we're not all as far advanced as we could be as a society because mm. some said no masculinity is horrible or no femininity is horrible and n not allowing the balance of everyone has a place at the table does stop that growth because we yes. don't have – if everyone speaks up, now we can take a logical and – and an emotional look at all of what we have on the table and build a quick graph and go, all right, well, per the, the data, here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me on the, the masculine side, I don't know that I ever necessarily, it was funny when I, and I've told this story before, when I first started acting, one of the hardest things was for me was to do a scene opposite a female where I had to be a, a beast or an asshole <laughs> or tough or strong. Right. Right. Because right. from the South, we don't, you don't hit, you don't, you don't scream, you don't, none of that stuff towards a female. That's just not how we handle things. Um, and which is funny because, you know, most people think of like the redneck or whatever it is you want to, you know, consider. And, and they're like, oh yeah, but you know, it's probably why they wear wife beaters. I'm like, nah, if you ever met them, like they will defend the shit out of their, their females. Right. But that also allows the female to be, have the strength in the femininity and not have to worry about, yes. all right, let me grab the knife and the gun. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that balance is what we yes. were kind of missing out. I think that's the key, balance. Yeah. I really think everything comes back to balance. I think the universe favors balance. I think we are in our highest alignment when we are balanced. Um, you know, be it for all things, even outside of like our masculine and our feminine that we all have within. It's it's just like balance is is where everything has room to grow and to bloom. Um and I also, you know, I think, I think also, I just want to speak like balance does not always mean 50, 50. And that's, Correct. that's something that I think took me a long time to learn. So I also just wanted to share that too, you know, um, each day balance shifts and I just think kind of tapping in to ourselves, to our intuition each and every day is kind of how we can just keep up with what would be balanced, you know, like if our external yeah. factors are so, so, so different tomorrow, or maybe in comparison, which I don't love that word, but you know, for this, for this purpose, like in comparison to someone else, what's balanced for me is not what's balanced for mm -hmm. you. And that's, that's more what I mean. And it's to some days balance might actually be 80, 20, depending on what I'm doing that day. And, and when I say 80, 20, I don't mean to put it into a box like that, just kind of giving giving the idea and the illusion here that sometimes you actually may need more of something to actually balance you, or you yeah. may need less of something. And it doesn't mean I have 50, 50 and half and half. And, you know, I think that's a big misconception because different things add different weights. And I've just kind of had this vision of like a scale and it's like, you can't put, you know, Maybe you, maybe you can, but <laughs> it doesn't really as much make sense to like put two feathers and then two rocks on a scale and it's two and two, right? That's 50, 50. Like 
they're still different. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they weigh the same, like a pound weighs a pound, but you kind of get what I'm saying, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it brought me so, um, my wife had went through some, some health stuff and it, it took me, it, it's funny, her going through, oh, man, this started, uh, let, let me give a short version of this, this long manifestation that happened. <laughs> so one, we were, we were, you know, we had our little one and both of us were like, man, I, I really love to be able to spend as much time with her as we could. Um, I, I left to, to, I had just booked a, a Savannah haunting the, a big film and I was cool. about to go do that. Pandemic hits. Mm. Got my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Here's what's interesting in the film. I'm playing a contractor that is moves to back to the South to rebuild these homes and to help his wife. We moved from Los Angeles to get her out of the rat race because of some of her health issues she's having. Mm, wow. Pandemic <laughs> happens. We hold on the film. Uh, I come back for a while. I then go back to start the film. We're one of the first ones back to start. And um, after the film, I come back and pandemic redoes whatever it's doing and everything kind of starts closing a lot more. Mm-hmm. I then start running a contracting company for one of my best friends. Michelle has health issues that we have to start helping to take care of, Whoa. which then leads me back around to a, the, the wife of a doctor that I'd started talking to online initially when all the pandemic started, because I was, you know, kind of paying attention to a lot of the data that was coming out and, it was it was opposite than what some of our health officials were talking about. I'm like, this is kind of weird things going on here. And she was like, oh, tell me about it. So we kind of started chatting about that. And I learned a little bit more about their practice because I'm not necessarily big on um, our, our our standard care of med- medicine, heavy yeah. medication, <laughs> low take care of yourself. Um, right. <laughs> and and through that, there their place is a uh, um, what's it called? Um, combination therapy no uh integrative medicine Mm. so as i was getting to know what they were doing and then michelle had this issue i was like man i'd love to get you you know in touch with the ghoulsbees which i actually did a podcast with them and they got back with her or she got with them and started working and a lot of it was kind of you know balancing the hormones because obviously Mm -hmm. you know females versus males we have cycles but you guys have a cycle every other week. Like it's a whole yeah. situation that's constantly going. Yeah. And what reminded me of when you were saying that is the fact that you may need something that you don't think normal. You don't think, oh, this woman to be healthy needs more testosterone. Right. No, that's not a logical that's not your first thought, thought. Right. And that was the first kind of opening door, a little bit of going, okay, yes, we obviously, and I know we all have very specific individual needs, mm-hmm. but even just male, female, the shift of needs changes Absolutely. so heavily. And then I did a podcast with a guy named Cash Khan that you've probably seen. I share a lot of his videos every once in a while. And Cash's company is called the DNA Company. So mm-hmm. we dove into this, which is a whole nother deal. Obviously, I I DNA affects us, but the way they take – now they've, they've sequenced all DNA, so there's like 33,000 different DNA sequences in the body. So basically, your, your genome from every ancestral trait you have up until what you are now. Wow. So 
even down to the way that he teaches his kids or helps them do homework. He's like, you know, they each got have different genes. So one of them has whatever. I'm not going to even try to use the science terms he did, but one of them has X turned on. One of them has X turned on, but because of his Z, it doesn't actually affect him. So this one, we have to do our, our studies before we eat dinner. The other one has to do his studies after dinner. The detail that came from just the genome sequencing. Wow. And I bring that all the way back around to say we are so individually detailed in the strengths and weaknesses that we need. Yes. And it's been built since literal ancestral birth, not our birth. Like this stuff was laid out. I, even when Michelle was pregnant, uh, we had understood the whole like you you were present in your grandmother's body mm -hmm. when your mother was in the body. I'm like, hold on. Yep. <laughs> I When I realized that whole thing too, I it took me a good minute to process that. <laughs> well, you know, you've probably had people ask the conversation, especially being in the um, – the field of understanding how manifestation works and you know when people think of law of attraction manifestation they tend to go to you know the secret and they usually just go well i'm supposed to get what i want because i'm thinking i should have it yeah that doesn't work for me i'm gonna go ahead and stick with blah 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 mm -hmm. which is obviously a completely convoluted situation <laughs> deal uh, there's <laughs> right, a lot right, more right. detail within it um it's like acting like it's it's so detailed but it's the most simplest thing at the same time Ever. yes and so coming back to it, I was like, okay, so all these things shifted. This happens with, with each of us individually. How can we not have that space for each other? But of course we can't because no one has that awareness. We're always stuck behind this of our own perspective of what right. we believe. And if we've never actually questioned those beliefs that have literally been stuck throughout. Mm-hmm. With manifestation and energies, you were affected by the thoughts and the mind frame that your grandmother had. You had no control over right. where that was and how that was going to affect you. So it's like, of course, we, we, we have control of certain approaches within the manifestation and our energies and our shifting and what we think of. But there's a lot you don't. And someone, a previous student had wrote me the other day and was like, yeah, I'm not really – into the law of attraction as much as I used to. Now I'm just really into surrendering and praying. And I'm like, why does that, how did why you separate? They, why are they different? <laughs> how did you pull that apart? Like what right. kind of needle, needle pliers were you? Right. You know what? Actually, I, I actually feel like I have a thought maybe around yeah. that. So I was having this conversation the other day because there was a point in time where I was solely focused on astrology. And it was like astrology taught me so much about myself. Not not that it was a tell all, right? But it was like different yeah. things kind of made more sense or different things opened up in my mind and therefore I was able to do more discovery. And And it was interesting because there was this point in time where I was like, everything makes so much sense. This is what I relate to, right? Like I, I identify now with these beliefs and these teachings and like, oh my goodness, it all comes, it all comes full circle and everyone should know their astrology. So, right. And it was this whole thing. And a couple weeks ago, somebody called me an astrologer and I was like, oh, <laughs> I actually no longer resonate with being called an astrologer. And they were like, what do you mean? That was everything like, so much. And I was just having this moment of like, at that point in my life, I needed it to be in that umbrella 
because that was the way that I understood the language, right? But then it took me to another point where I was ready for another tool. If you are building a house, you need different tools. You're going to need a hammer for a long time, and then there comes a point where the hammer can be put down. We're still building the house, but I don't need this tool anymore, right? But it's like I'm building the exact same thing, but now maybe I'm just looking at it through this tool or this modality, right? Maybe now I'm really into just, what did she say? Like prayer and surrender. I don't right, know, right? Yeah, but prayer and surrender. It's almost like just removing that that layer of identity, I think makes people sometimes feel maybe a little more free. Like now I don't resonate with being called an astrologer at all. I'm like, it's now it's limiting. And I'm like, there's, that's such a small <laughs> thing. It's, yeah, no, it's, but, but you know what? I give it so much credit and I give it so much gratitude because it opened what it needed to open. Yeah. And that's great. And we all have our journeys in different ways that we can have things open. And that was a way that really, really resonated with me. Right. And so with that person that you were just speaking around, I'm kind of considering, okay, I bet you it was just the, the framework that mm -hmm. created a safe space. Like I'm really into law of attraction at this moment. And then you flash forward after the growth has happened and the doors have been opened and it's like, well, now that feels limiting because now I'm just like, oh, I can just pray and turn it. It's, or maybe it feels easier, you know, who knows? But yeah. at the end of the day, the funny thing circling back is that it really is all the same. It's just the way that our mind perceives it in the moment. Um, and I think that's, that's like the funny part about being a human is that we just overcomplicate and we go in circles Everything. to come back to the simplicity. We come back to, to realizing that, you know, we go on this whole circle and we end up exactly mm -hmm. right where we were before. But that whole circle is the journey. That whole circle is just how I would explain our, our existence in life. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, I could go down this rabbit hole forever and ever and ever, but. Yeah. I think that's the journey. I think she, I think it's just where she's at in the journey right now. I think uh, she's a wonderful human being. I had so much fun with working with her. And I think what it is, is I think, you know, obviously it's, again, I'll bring it back to acting because a lot of people understand this version. At some point, you started with a Meisner coach and you were like, oh, this is it. This is <laughs> the thing. That's so true. That's so true. This is all of it, right? Yeah. I don't need anything. And <laughs> then you found this this other character you took on and you're like, man, how? I don't know why, but I'm not finding it, right? And then, and then you <laughs> popped over to someone that was like, oh, Stanislavski. And you're like, okay. This is resonating. Mm -hmm. I always resonate and combine the ideas of, you know, learning your craft and your technique because eventually it becomes your own version. It's, it's, it's your technique. It's not mine. I don't, I don't ever want, a, I'm not trying to make a bunch of little Deans. God, <laughs> I, I'm trying to help you realize what pieces of all of these techniques combine together mm -hmm. to make your perfect one. Cause I've never subscribed to a specific version of technique. Right. And that's the same for me with spirituality and everything else. Along your journey, you're going to find mm -hmm. things that work and things that don't. And you're going to, you know, like I said, with religion, you'll walk into one church and you're like, oh my God, this is, oh my, what do you say? Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to take that other piece, but I'm good for now. <laughs> and you go somewhere else and you're like, this is it. This is everything that, oh yes. my God, this is all fuel for, mm-hmm. 
not that, mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. piece, not that piece, right? And you, you make yes. your way around the churches, if you want to call it that, yeah. and eventually, or the, the theater houses, and eventually <laughs> you walk away with this technique of a combination of things that worked well for you, yes. like spirituality. You That's found so the path that was yours. So I think she'll cycle and then there'll be this, this balance of what she finds truthful. And who knows? She might circle completely back around right. to five other ones before she ever makes this, this circle whole. Yep. Um, what I was going to say when you were talking about identity and fighting that, I usually reference like when people get stuck with a certain scene, right? You read the scene and you're like, oh my God, this is like an all out brawl. Right. Me and my wife in the scene are just going at it. I can't wait. I'm going to scream so much when this scene, my coach is going to be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Right. Right. (laughs) And then you do the scene and your coach is like, it's kind of one noted. Mm hmm. Wait, what do you mean? This is a this is a screaming scene. I was supposed like I'm supposed to scream. Mm, I don't where where does it say you're supposed to scream in the scene? And I find the same with spirituality, religion, God Mm -hmm. and, and with, you know, acting techniques and and scene work when you've decided exactly what the scene is you've boxed it you named it you just trap yourself into a square that has no creativity no life no breath no nothing and you can only act it the way it's supposed to be done which we all know is complete bullshit there's no supposed to on anything right the same with science the same with anything with, with god if you've decided oh god is and you name it well one I think anyone that truly thinks they know exactly what God is has lost their mind because <laughs> we're we're literally trapped inside of it. So there's a hard it's a hard way to wow. to not know how to get there. Wow. Right? You also just gave me some great insight. We'll talk about that when you're when you're complete with this thought, actually. So I think with with God, if I identify it, I name it and I put it in the box, I just took away the most powerful stuff that God has to offer. Yeah. Because I just closed myself in. It's there was a a, a guy named Anthony Mindell that I'm sure you probably know. Or I actually of. yes, he's who I studied with in LA. Love Anthony, and and there was a one of his books back in the day. There was a chart he had that I still use today. That was you know the circle graph, and there's a little piece that says what I know mm-hmm. that I know. Mm-hmm. Then there was another small piece what I know that I don't know. Right, uh-huh. so I know I know two plus two is four. I don't know large mathematical equations because I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the stuff I know that I don't know, um, astrology, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the rest of this massive circle <laughs> left over that is the things I don't know that I don't know. Uh-huh. There's no concept yes. of us to grasp or express why most of the time you talk to spiritual people or religious people and you ask them, you know, what is God to you? And they're like, it's a feeling because they d- they can't word it. They can kind mm-hmm. of, they can give ideas. And I have my own version, which after you give me what sparked for you in a second, I might let you give me what, what currently at this moment in your life mm-hmm. is your idea of what God is. Take oh. that loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got to take a deep breath for this one here. <laughs> so the, what had sparked was that's actually been something that I've been currently just just circling and currently asking right what is god and when you just said that it just hit me like there's really not a, even really an answer for that and i am going in my own circles of trying to find that because 
little bit of backstory actually I was raised very religious in a religion that no longer has you know any truth for me besides developing a connection with God right um and I was I was Mormon I will give you know voice I'm very grateful for that time but who I am now does not resonate with that religion and it kind of posed this this forced understanding upon me right which is God is an external man in the sky that like a b c d and I have been wrapping my mind around if I don't believe that then what do I actually believe and I have not been able to come up with anything although I feel the presence and I feel I I feel like I know God I feel like I talk to God I feel like you know, not in an egotistical way. Sometimes I can feel it in me, you know, I'm like, I'm really confused and I have questions. Um, but I do think that that is such a, such a good way of actually explaining it is that God is the unknown. God is what we don't know. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And, and that, that was the insight where I just had this moment of Ooh, they always say into the unknown and, and the unknown is where great things happen. Right. And that speaks to what we were talking about earlier as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have, I have this tattoo on my arm that says infinite because the first time I ever realized that we are infinite beings, God is the infinite being. We are a part of that infinite being. Cause that is what infinite even means, right? Like it's, <laughs> It's just never ending, limitless, et cetera. The list can go on and on and on. Um, I, I think if someone asked me one word to describe what God is to me, I love your your explanation of saying a feeling. And I also love the word infinite because how do you describe something that's infinite? You really, you really couldn't if you even tried. Nope. Nope. <laughs> So that, yeah, I, I really, I really love that. And, um, so yeah. similarly, I have on my left arm over here, uh, I have creator, um, love. because one of the things that always stuck with me was the part where, cause I grew up Catholic and, and Christian obviously, but that again, for me is not, it, it would, I would not be where I am without it. Right. Yes. Because that was my I don't want to say stepping stone because that sounds like a different thing. But <laughs> it was my, you know, my lift, my connection yes. with. Um, and, and as as we evolve over time, I, I found different resonance with other things. And and I'm I don't again I don't identify with any of them specifically. Um, there is this openness and connection. That's why I stick with spiritual uh, or spiritualist because it's the closest thing that doesn't make people try to stick you in a oh you are totally. No, no, because that means whatever you think that is already, which mm-hmm. is totally different than what it probably is. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so then on the other arm, I have gnosis, which is you know knowing one's knowingness of God, basically. Mm. Uh, creator to me was the the old line that was always uh, God created created us in His image, which is already comes with its own things depending on where you where your perspective is to start right if you right. look at this and go oh from a christian point that means i created you like i created jesus because jesus was was god in the the holy trinity of the combination mm-hmm. of i look at it as god is creator mm-hmm. so if god created me in 
I don't even like saying his image because it's the only thing out there. Also but true. Boom. <laughs> um, so if God created me in God's image, then yes. I am a creator. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So my one I'll say, if you've never read anything from Hermes Trismegistus, uh, the, the Three Initiatives, that's a wonderful exploration to go through. Um, there's a lot of historical through it, but I'm not going to get into all that. Cause like you said, it's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> but check it out. I think you would enjoy it. And when I, I had someone yesterday in a, a Facebook group that was like, uh, and I think it was a Neville Godard book that or, or mm. group that they were referencing. Like, uh, when he says that I am God, can anybody explain exactly what he means by that? I'm really confused. Like, am I, am I God? Am I like right. the, the... <laughs> so <laughs> my, my layman's version of trying to explain what the statement of I am God meant was if you can imagine if the all, meaning everything or God, because if God created it all, it is the, it, it is the all, the God is everything mm-hmm. without going in the detail of, of thought and consciousness, because again, another thing, I kept it in a, if the all God was an ocean and every wave that hit the shore was different manifestations of us ourselves right right each of those waves would then have different flows different ways of crashing uh different particles mixed in but we're all still the ocean so if i had to explain god being the all and right. us individually then yes you are god or you're the individual expression of god being able to experience itself as expressions because otherwise mm. you can't experience yourself right how you feeling over there (laughs) so good i started cracking up because so as soon as you started talking about god and what god you know is in our expression um actually my your your image on my computer screen is black and i i actually could only Hmm. hear the voice and i was just laughing because i was laughing because i'm like this is so perfect for this moment like it is now and you're back now you just came back right so i I was like sitting here and i'm like this is you're you're reiterating what's happening like it just i was not identifying as dean (laughs) so i i was i was experiencing even with my eyes your words and so it was a really profound sacred moment that I will actually forever treasure. So thank you. That's for fantastic. That. Um, yeah, it's I had chills. It was a whole thing. I was sitting here like, whoa. Um, if I could play us out with take me to church, that I would, would be, but I don't. I don't have that ready. That would be incredible. I can sing it for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. That you might. You actually did give me some insight for new songs. So thank you for that oh, as good. well. Yes. But that was you did you did such a great, great job at, at wording that. That is, if there were words, it would be those. Um, check so into the um, check into Hermes Trismegistus and the three initiatives. It's a it's an interesting aspect because you've probably heard people reference the all before. Yeah, and it's it's the idea as if the if through manifestation the everything gets created through our thought and our expression and that multiplied you know however many times over and over because it's infinite and never stops then all the mind is created of the mind 
Yeah. So being, if the mind of God already gets you locked inside, there must be something to be in the mind of. Whereas if God is thought and creation, our version of whatever we think thought is, of course. Mm -hmm. But if that manifestation thought itself into existence by the thought, then the creation of that, right. getting to know how can I experience, well, I must part to have something to experience. Yes. And then if you, if you look at the evolution of a cell, the way it actually grows is the exact same way as what we reference as the, the mm. flower of God or the, you know, um, the Fibonacci sequence. Everything grows in that exact same thing from the beginning of a star, the universe, uh, every cell in your body, anything, if like the a seashell, all of it, right. all combines in that nature. So it's a, it's an interesting way of looking. And, and for me anyway, every religion I've kind of took a, taken a look deeper into it, there's a foundation that still comes back to a lot of those same initial laws. Of Absolutely. Hermes, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Thank you for um, just giving that reference. And it is something I've been excited to dive just, you know, deeper into because I was listening to an audiobook that was speaking of that. And I remember thinking, I, I need to study a little more about this, you know, because when you first hear it, it's like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, and so I, yeah, I'm very excited to look at that, the, those books or that reference yeah um thank you for for sharing that and i'm i'm also just in such awe and just a moment of if you want to say realization i love that we initially started just conversing about you know life and acting and it's like of course the the conversation merges into what is god <laughs> And I'm like, I'm just so in love with, I'm in so in love with that. And so I think this has just been one of my most favorite conversations I've had and in a thank really you long for time. Because I always have a pleasure chatting with you. Likewise. And I don't think we've ever taken on a light subject when we no. decide to chat. No, every single time. I don't even know. I mean, if I may, I don't know that we've even ever met in person. Never have. <laughs> like the, and I think Spirit. there's such, yeah, Without absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And so I, I think that that speaks volumes to just whatever we want to call it. Right. The power, the power of you, spirit. And I'll give you one more fun one that I've referenced before. So people listen to podcasts and know it, but, um, bringing back acting and, and this understanding of God. Right. And it's why I think people that are of a spiritual nature tend to find themselves doing this or vice versa. Mm -hmm. When I get a script, I read that Bible. I get to create this world that doesn't exist inside my mind. Mm -hmm. I get to then create my perspective and I have to stick my own soul within the experience to then create all of the entities within the story or the world. I then get to put myself inside of that world as one of the entities, right? And all this world I created and people that exist within inside of it and things and everything inside of it is obviously just of my own creation. Yet nothing inside of that world has the awareness that I created it. 
Wow. How much closer could you get to playing God than being an actor <sighs> or scriptwriter or anytime you create story, mm-hmm. you're creating. You are of that creator mm-hmm. making something from the mind that exists, uh, even down to I think metaphysics has kind of showed us a version of that. There is a a split of universe of any times you can create that idea that now runs on. Wow. Whether you decide to go and resonate with that story you just created or not, of course, becomes your own. Mm -hmm. Whether you get stuck back into the repetition of everyday life that pulls you back into this this current manifestation, which is obviously held together with everyone's conscious connection – which mm-hmm. is kind of hard to shift unless we were all able to take a second and go, I don't like this bullshit anymore. No right. Wow. Um, I'm speechless. <laughs> Love you. See you again. And we'll do it. We'll do it again in the future. <laughs> yes. I'm sitting here just in, you know, but this, it's like, that is, that is it, right? The the moment of feeling speechless. That's that's the the feeling within the body that I think we all seek. Like that it's 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 a combination of passion, it's a combination of joy, it's a combination of shock, it's a combination of beauty and and such admiration for the moment that our our logic can't even compute. <laughs> It automatically right. hits stillness. Yes. And I'm just like frozen. Like this is it. <laughs> Thank one you the, for that uh, moment as well. <laughs> one of the tricks, I don't remember who it was. It was a, a meditation coach or something. But uh, one of the tricks was if you sit, take a few breaths and then wait for the next thought to come. But but look for it. Mm. As soon as you start looking for the next thought to come. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where there's no thoughts popping into my head right now. And it's almost immediate clarity. Yes. Stay in there's another situation, but <laughs> Yes. That's a beautiful um just even if you want to say thing to practice mm-hmm. that that has uh quite a quite profound capability. To, yeah. to really, really teach you a lot of, of things, bring clarity. And it's it's like that is the same end of the coin. The stillness and the the not thinking, not not able to even find that next thought is where everything is, if you want to say downloading. <laughs> uh, <Right>. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because, because space, I think that there's... I think that there's power in that word of space. Um, and I don't do coincidences, right? And so the word space, meaning literal taking space or taking a moment to create space. And then what is above us is yeah. space. <laughs> and, you know, now we're real deep in the rabbit hole. So I got to pull this on. Hey, <laughs> I'll stop right there because every time you talk, I have more things popping in my head. And I'm like, ooh, and yeah. ooh, and ooh. <laughs> So again, we will we will do this again. Uh, everyone, you can find all the socials to connect to her down below. And if you guys would like to go work with her, that'd be awesome sauce. Um, otherwise, you'll see her on my socials and vice versa, uh, leaving weird weird comments with each other. Um, <laughs> other than that, 
I love you. I love you. Super pleasure. And um, we'll do this again. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Thanks for having me. If you are enjoying the conversation and would like to learn more about our acting and spiritual connection, go to thedeanwest.com and there is a course that dives a little more into the understanding of our universal connection. It then goes into a beginner acting course that is great for actors and any human that wants to learn a new way of approaching their manifestation journey. My first book, The Actor's Gift to Manifestation, is live on Amazon and there will be a digital version on my website. And stay tuned as The Actor Alchemist will be coming out very soon, followed by the actor's reconstruction of beliefs and empowering perspectives.